Blog Talk Radio.
The original poetry after dark side like to him Jamal. Hope everyone is having a lovely evening thus far on this Tuesday night. Thank you all that's tuning in to chat. Guests, it's free to register and you can be able to chat with us in the chat room. Um see you, see you all on the uh telephone lines. Thank you for joining us. Those on listening through Facebook, we appreciate you. Uh we're gonna introduce our guests shortly. Um the co-host will be on with us shortly. She's taking a little break. She got to take care of some stuff, but she'll be on. So oh, we're going to have... Okay. Welcome. <laughs> we're going to have 45 minutes for the interview. Um, we'll, we'll have uh, Tahim um, spit poetry, tell us about uh, what he's been doing in the spoken word and some of the venues he's been at and so on. And then we'll open up the mic. We use the rest of the poets. That's how we're going to do it. So we ask that if you're not going to um, be 
having a comment or a question for our guests to wait and hold your pressing the one to get on the mic until after we finish the interview. That being said, we're going to open up the line. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hank and Jamal. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Uh, again, we have, um, I'm the poetess, and we have China Blue, which is the co-host. And we really appreciate you spending time with us this evening. I definitely appreciate you all um you all having me and I um I appreciate what you're doing as well. Um I haven't had a time, had a chance to tune in to a show in its entirety, but I did um get a chance to check out some of the open micers there. So um that's definitely something that I appreciate. Anything that keeps that spoken word movement going. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So um tell the guests and tell everyone about yourself and what you've been doing. Okay, well I've been um I've been involved with um, spoken word probably since about, I'd say, 2005. And um, as a matter of fact, it probably goes back earlier. That's probably about 2003. And, um, you know, I I had been writing pretty much, I'd say, the majority of my life since I could write. Um, I was kind of a fan of some unorthodox poets. So while I was inspired by some of the the, um, classics, even, um, you know, from Langston Hughes to Dunmore, my favorite poet was actually Edgar Allan Poe because uh, it was just something just odd about his his poems, and, and, and I think he really expressed what, where his mind was. So I would always write, and, um, you know, I was encouraged by others um, in the local area for the, um, the Hampton Roads, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia Beach area. Um, in that scene, I was encouraged to started performing some of my work and the poets that have come through here, the spoken word artists that I've seen in the area starting off early, they were so humble and, and such dynamic poets, and then they were also influential where they would mentor me, you know, and um, it really that really got me involved. Um, at one point I was um, heavy into travel, especially on the East Coast from the venues, um Maryland to New York to um, even going out to the Midwest to Oklahoma and to Texas. So um, I recently started um, started back, you know, concentrating on performing. I kind of I never stopped writing, but I did take a little time off, um, focusing on family and, and school and some other career-wise things. But um, there's always been a love and a passion in my heart for, um, for spoken word poetry. So um, that's that's it's something that. I, I don't think will ever go away because it's it's a medium uh, opportunity really to express what what whatever you want to express how however you want to express it and um, that's that's what's encouraged so I um, I definitely appreciate you know any any types of opportunities that I've had um, while I don't tour like I was touring at one point you know really really promoting my CD. I still do um I still do features and I still perform and I still I really like to reach out to other artists, um developing artists, developing poets as far as um in public libraries dealing with children. Um I've done done things with the alternative schools, um, you know, conducting and just um hosting poetry slams and um just really getting back to some of the classics, um the the classical styles of writing poetry as well as incorporating that with performance. So 
Um, there's really, I, I really had a lot on my plate in terms of what what I've been doing with with poetry and and spoken word has definitely opened up a lot of doors because um, what people are generally used to, or what you know what they might see on TV, they may see like the deaf poetry or something like that, and um, that's pretty much the, the the closest they get to it. But having the, having the opportunity to really see that you know um, that opportunity that that the microphone really I'd I say that the microphone really is, yields itself to anybody who would be willing to um participate, open up their minds and just, you know, express who they are. Um that that's really a, a major thing and I know it's it's definitely something that I'm passionate about personally. Indeed, indeed. Well that's good to be passionate about this thing, so um you know, tell everybody how you got into the whole thing, how you decided that spoken word, being being a poet, is really how you wanted to go about, you know, this whole thing. I mean, I'm reading yeah. the bio, but let's keep it up. Okay. Well, and and basically what, what happened is, um, like I said, I would write. Um, I was always writing poetry. Um, I used to get in trouble in elementary school because I would write, like, these parodies, even before I knew anything um, about Weird Al Yankovic. I would always just change something around and just, you know, I, I had always been, been writing, and I, I like to entertain people. Um, I, it was, like, more of a comedic aspect, even from a young age. So um, when the writing started to get a little more serious, I used to rap, and that was that was really my thing. I, I wanted to be... One of the one of the next big rappers on the scene, and you know I would get into the rap battles and freestyle and things of that sort. But um, I kind of stepped away from that, and I I just went back to my my classical, you know, just a classical writing style, just you know basic writing. And when I say classical writing, I mean more traditional, just um, not. Um, you know, with rap, you're focusing on 16 bar formats. You have your hook, and then going back to 16 bars. But um, the more more traditional is getting out of the um, that rhyme p- pattern of the A A B B or sticking to a straight A B A B. But I got into some prose into free verse, and I really didn't know what I was doing. So um, from time to time, I would let people. You know, I, I had a book of, of poems, and I let people read it. And one guy um, that read it at my job, he really encouraged me to go out to um, a venue that we had in Norfolk, Virginia at the time called um, Alice Mays, and, um, or they actually called it Twisted Tongue Tuesdays. It was at Alice Mays Soul Food Restaurant, which I believe is closed now. But um, I went out reluctantly. I mean, he, he continued to try to get me to go out. It actually took me four months before I did it. I always tell him no. Every Tuesday I, I wouldn't go. So um, I performed my there's one poem that I had. I had one piece that I would consider to be a spoken word piece at the time, and I performed it in a break room at work. And, you know, I was reading it off paper, and I was so nervous. You know, my hands were shaking that I actually dropped. I actually, you know, I just dropped the paper and ended up freestyling the rest of it because I didn't really have it memorized. So, from there, when I actually made it to the venue, when I um, felt I perfected that poem well enough to perform it on stage, that night I met some of the, I mean, the greatest spoken word artists. They were just all at the same place. And, I mean, I I would not have, knowing what I know now, I would not have expected them all to be in the same venue and not featuring. But um, a, a good friend of mine and one of my mentors in poetry, God Child the Omen, he was there. 
um, another great poet, Thirteen of Nazareth. It just, um, <laughs> just a, yeah, just incredible abstract writer. Thirteen was there. Um, Queen Sheba, someone else who um, I developed a close relationship with at the time. She helped mentor me as well. She was there. Salam Acey was there, and Ainsley Burroughs, another great abstract writer out of um, New York by way of Jamaica. He was there as well. So these were, no one was was featuring. They were just all on the open mic. And I heard all these people almost back to back, and that really showed me. I mean, outside of what I saw on TV, I mean, you know, much respect to the deaf poets. And many, many of those poets I've met and performed with as well, but these poets that I saw that night, um, it, it was just amazing. I, I didn't see anybody on TV that could hold a candle to that lineup that was there. And um, from that point, um, although most of them kind of frequented Virginia, they would come, you know, kind of pass through, 13 being from Norfolk, Virginia, and um, he and Godchild, the Omen, very close friends, Godchild and Omen hosts a couple of spots here. And um, him and I became close, and, you know, I, I would follow him and, Glean some things from him, and then it, it came to a point, you know, he just continued to encourage me to do it to the point that, we, you know, we started traveling and started doing some slams, and um, that really helped cultivate me. You, you know, they say iron, iron sharp is iron. So um, from that concept, the, the people that I was around, I had no choice but to, you know, really, really develop. And Queen Sheba constantly um, encouraged me to continue to just write fresh pieces. Don't be afraid to get whatever it is out there, whether you, whether you think it's good or bad. You know, she um, she was so passionate about it as well that you know these people that that mentored me in the in, in the process. That's what really really encouraged me to um, continue to just open it up and just to develop my own style as well as uh, my own my own message. And it it really would depend on what what I was either going through or just what I was influenced by at the time, you know, what what would be the framework of what it is that I'm I'm speaking as far as um from a from a spoken word perspective. But um yeah, it was it was a lot of talent that um a lot of talent, a lot of gifts that um that I saw and there were many others um that, that you know, probably countless names that I, I could, you know, name that, you know, that come that come through this area often. And um, were were definitely inspirations to me. So that's what that's what really really got me started on that course is just being being inspired by some of those artists. Mm. Good question. Uh, exactly. Okay. All right. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back with more on to him and Good Be right back.
Join the show thus far, and if you are, go ahead and click that like button and invite your friends to come and join us on the Ford Adventure. Indeed, welcome indeed. back to him. Okay, so he's been upon the block. I mean, to be in the same room with uh, Shalom AC, Queen Sheba, that had been amazing. Oh, yeah, and and even with that, the the thing that's really, especially with with, with Talam, the thing that's really um, amazing about that is the fact that he um, he's probably in terms of um, being on the the, uh, un, the underground circuit, he's probably one of the more 
successful artist, you know, that's that's been doing it, you know, since really the late 90s. I, I know he's put out at least probably about 13 CDs, whereas he does all the production on his own, and, you know, he um, does all his packaging, his design and everything. And to still maintain that humility, that's really what it shows what, it, what it's about. Because, I mean, I... I was his uh, new artist coming out to the scene. He actually aided me in getting some of the um, national shows that I picked up, you know, um, some of the features that I, I, I got just off of, you know, hearing me at one venue and then hearing something I had out there on the Internet. You know, him, he would act as out for me and kind of paved the way. And um, Sheba actually had a, a label at the time, Oya Exclusive. And before she um, relocated to Atlanta, I was um, in the process of um, signing to her label. We we didn't complete that because I, I I don't know if the label well the label transitioned on to, to someone else. But um, you know they I mean they they're just they're just real people and um that that's just something that that I was always appreciative of because I I've learned like I said I learned a lot from them and you know a lot of that had developed into my style just from being being around them and um. Maintain, you know, just seeing that the focus and the drive that they have, and um, you know, any, anyone that can do this full time, um, I mean, or that has done it or has attempted to do spoken word full time, with the workshops, the traveling, the, the, the features, um, people not giving you what they promise they give you, things of that sort. Anybody that can do that, I, I definitely have much respect for, and you know, they've pretty much, you know, dedicated their lives to, to getting that message out there because it's, I mean, it's definitely not about, it's not about the financial gain. Um, both, you know, both of the artists that I just mentioned there, both of them have college degrees. In fact, I believe um, Talam even had an MBA and walked away from a very successful job in um, Newark, New Jersey to, you know, dedicate his time to the craft. So um, regardless of your level of dedication, just, to show that you have any type of passion for for the art form, I, I have respect for anyone who who does that because it's getting the message out, and you never know who who hears you. You never know who needs to hear something that you're that you're saying on the mic or um, on a say an internet radio show or even you know through through a CD, or MP3, anything like that. So um, you know, I, I definitely have have respect for those that um, you know dedicate time to that craft. Indeed. Um, what is the title of the CD that you have out right now? The, um, the CD I have out now is called Ang- Anger Management. Okay. And how can one find that CD to buy it? Um, that is available on CD Baby. If um, anyone wants a hard copy of it, it's on CD Baby. And then also it's on iTunes. Um, you can just look under um, Tahim Jamal. Um, or I, I think on CD Baby there's actually been several anger management CDs that have been put out. So um, probably best to search um, under Tahim Jamal either on iTunes or on CD Baby. Okay. Homicidal Poet, um, this is a piece, guys, that, wow. I mean, you dug real deep in this. Uh, this is one of the first pieces I heard. Um before I became a fan, <laughs> I was searching on uh, CD Baby, 
and I came across you. Never heard of you before, but your work definitely captured me. I want to share this with the audience, and when we come back, I want you to talk about Homicide of Poets. Okay. All right. Poets, what would you write if you knew that the moment after you recite, there's a 99% chance that you would lose your life? And the only thing that flashes before your eyes is the prose that you chose, plus the bodies that fill the seats in the venues, continuing for entertainment through what you expose, and that's despite the fact that you're so nervous that blood starts spouting from your nose and your soul is at stake because you faked your way through two religions in one lifetime. And since this time, the cost of pretending is the price of your life, you're now realizing that going to church every Sunday and wearing a crucifix on your chain is just not enough to cut it when it comes to building that relationship with Christ, plus the strike that led you towards Islam doesn't even stand for much because your way of living in the Quran was so out of touch that it is the Muslim community injustice. You were thinking you were their spiritual sibling because you looked at pork and said, no more will I touch this. Plus, Arabic phrases such as Bismillah and Ahmad Rahim and Malaykum Salam doesn't exactly make you a pillar in Islam. Cause bean pies plus, black veils plus, bow ties just add up to big lies if you're subtracting Hajj and Ramadan. And your superficiality has caused so much self-harm that you have bad credibility and no spiritual wealth. So in writing this poem, if you do nothing else, take the selfish way out and write something that will save yourself. If you've done it no other time in your life, take the talent that you're blessed with and show self-respect. Instead of wasting your time on the mic blasting the opposite sex, take clarity plus sincerity, then multiply that times New Roman, and to sum up the text, speak the truth that bounces around in your chest, and don't worry about death. This is a matter of death or death. You see, the silence you release from your soul will be so bold that it brings a tear to that teenage girl's eye before she gets the abortion. And the portions of your metaphors could be that one driving force to stop that out-of-work father from taking his own life. So poets, what would you write if someone was standing behind you holding a knife to your throat? I doubt that you would devote half the time to compose half a line to criticize President Bush because now you're at a point where a shove comes a push and when it comes to fatality... Who cares about miscounted ballots in the South? See, the power of life or death is in your mouth. Realize that your existence is about much more than CD sales and slam scores. Take all of the strength and passion you can muster from within and release it through your pen. Because we'd all die eternally if our lives were rated on a scale of 1 to 10 and we receive a 9.9. .9. That's why if I recite and my mouth gets dry, I'd hack up blood plasma just so I could continue to spit it. And flow for those who will listen, whether they're straight or homosexual, ignorant and asleep or wide awake and intellectual like nocturnal Crickets. I want to gather socialists, black panthers, skinheads, rednecks, and bigots, then hang them all from branches of my poetry until they all choke off similes, perform Heimlich haiku, then embrace as a result of my spirituality. A H E E M Jamal is all I claim to be. And despite the struggle, I hope that out of my darkest days, at least one person will see light. So until I die, I will fervently write before I leave this literary legacy that documents the fullness of life. Wow. All right. There it is. <laughs> that that was um that was uh that was interesting. That was just I don't know, just in, in the writing process of that particular poem, um I was walking through a mall and um just 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 different thoughts. Uh, whenever I compose a poem, it never starts from the beginning. Um, one one phrase might come to my mind, and the phrase that came to my mind was, um, you know, what would you write if someone was standing behind you holding a knife to your throat? And um, the, the reason why I I did that this was like a Saturday morning. Um, I was in the mall, 
And um, the previous night, I was at a poetry slam. And in the poetry slam, um, you know, I, I, I believe most of the audience would be familiar, but basically, you know, the long and short of it is that uh, poetry slam is pretty much a performance poet contest, um, you can really say. And um, in this particular slam, I I didn't I I didn't participate. I didn't participate in the slams for a long time. Um and um Queen Sheba encouraged me to get to get involved in it, but I didn't participate for a while. But this particular slam I would hear certain poets and apparently um I'm I'm guessing just if I could give a backstory to it, I'm guessing that they probably competed against each other on a on a weekly basis and they were very familiar with each other because I would hear certain poems whereas it kind of felt like to me more like the battle rap you know like where you would um, you know try to demean your opponent so they would have you know little subliminal messages and little slick things about other poets when a slam, when any poem can actually be a, a, a slam poem to be honest and um, some of the better slam poems are some of the um, some of the deeper um, pieces that really you know, the the tearjerker pieces or some of the ones that are just political or just, you know, comedy. But in, in this, you know, I would hear more of the braggadocio, which I don't have a problem with because coming from a person who who was a true hip-hop head and used to battle rap, I mean, we're all going to have our little punchlines and metaphors, and, 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 and that's okay. I mean, you have that, you have the wordplay, and you, I, I think most, most of the – great spoken word artists that I've listened to, I mean, they, they have that. You'll have a piece or two like that. But when it mm-hmm. comes to um, when it comes to tearing someone else down instead of just building in the process, that's what frustrated me um, and, uh, about it, and I, and I didn't really understand it. So um, actually that poem that I did, that, that poem, Homicidal Poet, um, it ironically became one of the one of my slam pieces that I would do and it was pretty successful in slams, but I stopped doing it because um, I kind of felt like I didn't want to be playing one of the judges because, you know, I'm talking about a 9.9 and 10. And and that wasn't my intent when I was even writing it. So I, I don't even think that was trying to play to the judges. But then, too, I heard slam poems that would be, you know, specifically catered to the judges. So um, that that particular piece really, really um, just summed up, like, because I don't have a why I write poem like a lot of poets have. I don't have a why I write poem. I think that would probably be it. You know, I could I could definitely chalk it up to being a, a why I write poem or why I shouldn't write poem, you know, um, just kind of using that as a, as a litmus test for me. So that one was... Um, you know, it was one of one of the early ones, and I I definitely um would get a would get a good response from other poets regarding that, with the exception of um once when I was in um bar thirteen, in um in Manhattan, and I was in a poetry slam, and it went down to the wire. I actually ended up with with second place in this particular slam, but um I performed that poem, and one of the one of the poets there, who is a deaf poet. She didn't like that too much because she kind of took from it that I hated slam. And she was like, you know, if you hate slam poetry, then don't slam, you know. But that that definitely wasn't the, um, you know, wasn't the intent behind it. It's just really 
really my my opinion about, you know, why I should or shouldn't write poems or, you know, not that I'm an authority to, to tell anyone else what they should write. But, yeah, that was a very opinionated piece at the time. And um, at, at, at that time, yeah, I, I probably would have felt that was gospel truth, though. I would have felt, hey, if, you, if you're not writing from this perspective, then you shouldn't write at all. But, um, you know, with growth and, and maturity, I, I understand that's not always the case. That was just my my feelings based on what I experienced. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you uh, participate in uh, any collaborations? Um, I it's been a while. I mean, I've done some um some intros for um for like a couple of hip hop acts. You know, I I don't know. If, and I've I've done some things on mixtapes. What I what I did at what I did at the time when I was recording the CD, um, I kind of got addicted to recording. I say, um, I put probably too many tracks on my CD. I think I might have 17 tracks on there, but I recorded about um, 45 tracks, and it was in about three days that I did that. It was just going into the studio was just so exciting for me. So what I started doing was sending people MP3s, and it wasn't really what I seemed to do because some people I don't even really know what what exactly they did with it. But um, there are a couple of... um, Poets that um, I actually formed a poetry troupe that I need to um, to address um, to make sure we get our work out there. But I formed a poetry poetry troupe called um, SOVA, which is a play on um, Southern Southern Virginia um, Soviet, and we would say it's over. That was um, kind of the play on that. But it was um, myself, God, Child of Omen, Thirteen of Nazareth a poet named Trish Doolin and a poet, um, he his name is J. Lou. He goes by the professor sometimes. But um, the five of us had um, formed his poetry troupe. So it was a couple of, um, couple of things that we were supposed to be um, working on to get out there. But I've, I've stepped away from the scene for a while. So I was the one that spearheaded that. So that um, SOVA movement kind of slowed down. That's something that I'd definitely like to get back to, though. Mm. So do you have um currently any upcoming projects that you're working on? Um, I don't have anything concrete but I have been um I have been doing a lot of writing and I guess in this in the same format as anger management went, um, I'll I'll just have to see because I I mean now that uh over time I learned the um I learned from Talam to stop paying um stop paying for all the studio time when you have the equipment to do it yourself at home. Um, Talam and 13, they both record at home And, you know, I've I've worked on some production as well So, um, really, I can get a project started whenever But the the timing has to be right And also, I want to make sure that um, I have I kind of want to have more of a theme I believe um, anger management was just kind of like a Almost like the greatest hits in terms of The pieces that I would perform locally But um, when I do that, there there are certain artists that I've looked at, um, looked at their projects. Like um, Ainsley Burroughs, his um, his album Climax. He has an incredible mm-hmm. album, and yeah. <laughs> I, I is like it's it's amazing because that type of theme. I mean, he he put a lot of money into recording that album. He I think he recorded in Switzerland, but um, the the theme to that album. I mean, just the flow of it. 
um, reminds me of a, I don't even, they wouldn't consider him spoken word, more of a jazz artist, but Arthur Price, he has one called This Is My Beloved, and my father turned me on to that one many years ago. Um, they would have more of a of a theme, and it's like you're supposed to get a certain experience versus a lot of spoken word albums, including my own, is kind of like a la, a la carte. You know, you pick up a track here, pick up a track there, and it doesn't necessarily have to all flow together. So um, as I continue as I continue to write and continue to critique and develop myself, I know I'll definitely um, definitely put out a, um, another project. But um, I'm still really marketing the original one because I, I listened to it, believe it or not, for the first time um, a couple of weeks ago. I outside of mastering it, I had never listened to my um, to my own album, and I listened to it, and I really appreciated some things, and I really saw some areas where I could really grow. So. Um, I'm, I'm going to definitely put something out, but, um, it's, it's, I'm definitely going to take my, take my time with it. Nothing wrong with that. Um, that's why we don't take the time because you want to be done right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and cause what, what happened with, with the other, with the first album, um, my, it was actually anger management started off as 12 letters and, um, 12 letters. It was supposed to be just 12 tracks and 12 letters because Tahim Jamal and just certain things with me being associated with the number 12, um, that's, that's what that was. But when I recorded it, before I had the, um, the finances to actually distribute it, it, it really, I, I didn't have it. You know, I didn't have the finances to put it out like that because I wasn't getting any features and, you know, I didn't have any money towards that project for the digital distribution. So by the time I, I did have the finances for it, you know, only one track from the 12 letters actually made it to anger management, and that was Homicidal Public. That's the only one that made it from the original. So um, I really don't want to be in a situation where I feel rushed by engineers or, you know, meeting certain deadlines. When I put my project out, the content of it I was satisfied with, but the final mix down and the mastering in terms of um some of the audio quality um I don't com- like I don't compare my work to to anyone else's unless I'm saying okay well yeah that that audio quality was a lot better so I'll look at a professional sounding CD and there were some things that I definitely would have had had to tweak but I was so busy and performing at the time um, I had to have the CDs back by a certain time because I had three shows in um, in the Baltimore, D.C. area, and I had a show in New York, and then back in Virginia. And, you know, I'm, I'm working full-time, school full-time, and, you know, making it to all these shows up and down the East Coast. So I wanted to have the CDs by a certain date. And um, with that, there there were definitely a, um, a couple of minor missteps that I see I, I probably keep to myself, but... Um, some things that I definitely see there that um, I would have done differently. So the next time around, you know, it, it's definitely going to be complete in terms of um, what what it is I want to put out there from what I've learned in the process. All right. Um, China, before I play his next uh, track, do you have anything that you want to ask him? Yes, I do. Um, you, you, know, you said that you want a couple of um, slam. Um, a couple of slams, and I wanted to know, you know, how did you even get involved into the whole slam thing? Is it because of the the, the history with hip hop? Is that what made you interested in, 
and being a part of that scene, and then what made you pull away from it? Well, with the slam poetry, to be honest, um, I would just be involved because at, at the time, the poetry scene here and um, in the Norfolk, Virginia Beach area, it was pretty much ran by Queen Sheba. She she pretty much ran the poetry scene. She um, had a lot of events, things for the community, and then she would have slams every Friday night. So because, like, at, at the time, I mean, any time there was an open mic or anything, it doesn't matter. I, I would be there every time. So um, right. when when they would have slams, I would just always, you know, I'd volunteer to be a judge, but I didn't feel, well, I couldn't slam at first, to be honest, because my poetry was too, my poems were too long. You know, a slam, it has to be less than three minutes, and my poems would be like five, six, I have nine-minute mm-hmm. poems, and, and <laughs> you know, I, so I I memorized these poems, and I'm like, you know, in, in hindsight, yeah, that was way too lengthy, but I have these long poems, and, um, you know, Queen Sheba, she encouraged me. She said, next time, why don't you try to slam? And, um... I told her I'd give it a try, and the first time, you know, I didn't do so well, but I liked it. It was almost like an adrenaline rush. So then I started to to develop to develop and cut down certain poems, and you know, making sure I'm under that two minute and fifty second mark, and I was able to, um, you know, move crowds with that. And, and a lot of that did come from the MC aspect because really, what you find in slam um, content is important. But to be honest, it's really more so about how you perform that poem, not being a performer that can recite a poem, but you performing that poem itself, you know, actually letting that poem live through you in your performance. And because I was able to do that, um, that would make me successful um, in in these slams because, like, myself and uh, my good friend Godchild the Omen, we would be in slams together, and in in my opinion, I think he's a better writer than myself. But he's never beat me in the slam, and it's just because of the performance piece of it. Not to say that he's not a great performer, but people, you know, when they're judging, they play into the emotions and the crowd and things of that sort. So you you would have that aspect of it. So I, I just got into slam just by being around it. I actually... um met um Taylor Molly. He was a uh, he was a deaf poet but he, he would be involved in a lot of slams as well and um he introduced me to a book on the art of slam poetry and I read it. I thought it was interesting. Um I looked at um some of the things that Saul Williams had done as well as Talam AC and um you know these were big big time slam poets at one point and neither of them slam anymore but um and looking at that, that helped me kind of develop my craft as a slam poet. But at the same time, I think it, it slam definitely has its pros and cons. And it's when it gets to be so much about the competition or money and things of like that, I think it kind of takes away from the essence of poetry. But you know, I encourage anyone that can maintain balance with it, you know, to 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 try it because it's something that um it definitely helps you step your game up. And um you you hear a lot of good quality poets poetry there. You know, because the poet's going to bring his best for for a poetry slam. So um, it was a good tool for me. It's not something that I would do today. It's it's um, just based on I, how I saw the direction of where my writing would go. I would find myself sometimes writing specifically for a slam instead of just writing as I would normally do and, you know, just what whatever 
uh, the, whatever way I was moved that evening to whatever I wanted to perform, that was my fun poem. Instead of doing that, I started looking at the technical aspect of, okay, well, you know, I need to have this, I need to have this amount of punchlines, these metaphors, this content there, you know, focusing on the slam instead of, you know, just allowing myself to just be a vessel to just communicate a message. So that's kind of why I stepped away from slam, but I'm still supportive of it. I just don't do it myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, what we're going to do now is um, play another piece from uh, Tahim. This one's titled Pain Drops. We're going to come back, and he's going to open up the mic for us. Yes, yes, yes. He'll be right back. Cheers. In the midst of storms, out of dark clouds come pain drops. Can't see him coming down my eyes But if Sean Carter can make a song cry I'll make this poem mourn Not sorrow over death But tears shed every time a new soul is born And to send form from dust See in the beginning He's drawn away of his own lust and enticed Then when lust hath conceived It brings forth sin And sin when it is finished brings forth death A vicious cycle in which only the blood of the lamb Will ultimately protect But this is for those who feel as if they've been left all alone Those who like me have to play Stephen Enduring the ubiquitous casting of stones Yet when we look up we don't see the son of man Standing at the father's right hand And don't think I'm getting pessimistic now But when suburbia meets the ghetto This is how the tears sound Once voted best looking at IT Norcom High School Is now an attitude sleeps The facial cheeks pressed close to the ground Beef is New Orleans circa 2005 On into 2006 Michael Brown, Ray Nagin, George W. Bush, Kathleen Blanco, and Vice President Dick all in the mixed emotions enclosed within a dome filled with terror and poverty. Those in need of significant health care being attended to improperly, making it hard to see God's sovereignty during this no world order. Oh, New Orleans, we dance with you. We knew all about your lasciviousness and voodoo practices that we took a chance with you. And though it looks bad, know that Jehovah has his hand on you. See, it is written, warn to him that is alone when he falls because he has no one to help him up. So he kneeled down saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup, I can't. I can't see him coming down my eyes. But the cries of little boys being molested by men still exist. Being touched improperly until they emit a painful white liquid, having no idea what's going on with their bodies. And that thought is enough to leave holes in my heart like a direct pellet blast from a sawed-off shoddy. See, the other boys in the hood gain a fascination with guns. And I know because I was one who watched my old heads make gaining illegal funds look fun. And sure, my father took me to see men like Dr. Ben, but I gained more satisfaction. And knowing that if I watched Daddy close enough, I learned the smoothest way to make a hand-to-hand transaction. And if he wasn't a rolling stone, Papa rolled with cats who sold stones. And I don't know if it was the feds or rival dealers, but Papa's role as a man of the house could no longer be fulfilled in his own home because he had to slide to upstate PA. So I thank God in advance for the salvation of a man who once sold more weight than a fitness category on eBay. Yet we stay away from showing each other affection and I can't. I can't see him coming down my eyes. So I gotta make this poem cry freedom. Ooh, that's liberation twice. We need to fight for our rights to live a fruitful life. So if you see my fist up, it's to combat depression and risk cuts. And it's not that I forgot about our ancestors and the Europeans that whipped us, but in a nation as such, we can't afford to look at any man and refuse to lift up. 
You see, isolation is not God, it's us. Which goes back to the lust that is conceived and eventually leads to death. So finding rest within strife rests upon realizing that life is paid for and brought to you by the following. Jesus Christ. And though you fell more than twice, the tears don't have to come from your eyes, so don't mourn. See, God knows we're naughty by nature, and once again, it's on. The pain drops. Can you see it? Original poetry after Darby Spotlight, Tahun Jamal. Interesting interview. If you missed it, please go back and check the archives. Very nice. Loving that piece right there. Um, you said you ain't got nothing upcoming, but you're working on a lot that's new. So I'm real interested in finding out what you got for us live. Okay. And, um, yeah, I've definitely been working on things. So, um, I can get into it if you want to open the mic. And um, before doing that, like I said, I definitely appreciate you all and um, appreciate your time and, you know, I'm supportive of what you're doing as well. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it too. Okay. I like that. You say I got to make the poem cry. I'm going to need that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to that later. Okay. All right. So um, I don't have a... a an appropriate title for this, but I'll just go ahead and get into it. Okay. See, I politic with the profound, but commune with the spirit. I stay in tune with the Christ because through parables in his own right, he spews the ill of lyrics. I've learned to be content with his need to feed each sheep through my verse. So if serving you causes me to starve, I'm blessed because I have a hunger, I have a thirst. And when it comes to eating the word, I'm in a gluttonous phase. So pardon me, I don't spit. I throw up on the stage. I find a topic that I'm passionate about and spaz at it. No vanity. I can't talk on my health. I'm asthmatic. And don't sleep because I'm a man of God. Think I'm sweet, then you better be diabetic. See, there's nothing new under the sun when you study the prophetic. I'm not the one but a neophyte. Now decoding a literary matrix sings psalms and songs. Scriptures are motion pictures directed by the Holy Spirit. They cast stones, we cast poems, we cast care in each lyric. And the cast is destitute of actors and filled with prophets and martyrs. Lost poets and prostitutes perfected by lamb's blood, which was used for a barter. The score was composed in the key of redemption. For for a time marked each measure of repentance. Oh, and I know I get hated and lied on, but those stones aren't harming me. This faith is displaced outside of the dispensation of grace, meaning I'm written in five-part harmony, five-part harmony, baptized in boldness, holding this defensive stance, refusing to duck for cover that's only for, that's only for shot brothers, no J.T. Matthews. More than a choir boy, I'm Anthony Stone because when standing on this rock, I can lead singers in less than five-part beats, and I'm, not, and I'm vocally challenged, yet vocally balanced. Walking in nothing but love that I got for you, I implore you not to hang with old Eddie Kane. No nooses, no bondage. I'm talking hang-ups, excuses, and justification to gossip. 
switch topics and represent. That is, represent options to revisit the present, though you thought we get them with tacky. But I pack these words with a purpose, to make evil spirits nervous as I convert their curses into a gift. I am healed by his stripes, but on the mic they say I'm sick. They think I'm dying. I think they're right, because I'm crucified with Christ, presented present as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto Elohim. And if it was really about Fahim, I never would have left the poetry scene. I never would write what I gleaned on late nights during that haze that occurred between my insomnia and prayer times. I just make you move like high school dancing, spiking every bar with punchlines. See, I'm sober and peaceful, but in crunch time, I'm Pacquiao. Manny Ramirez can't stand me because my home run is a grammatical sprint that hits your house, which houses love. Like a dove, these God's words descend on me. And in turn, these crowds depend on me to vocally tap with their heart's needs, so I perform like Gregory. Hines or House MD, I don't MC, I MBA. Maintain bold alliteration as I master business administration on stage. Raised from poet to poenister with purpose. Reasonable service is to relocate you to Psalm 91, and it's a place so secret you can't find it on Google Maps. Spiritually, I'm an Android with a BlackBerry keyboard running iPhone apps. Not complex, but obsessed with having the techniques to meet you where you are and not argue where we meet. So walk with me. Drop the pride and realize that though release seems out of reach, is never beyond God's control. And as the door of the word, I'll lay down my life on this mic for the prosperity of your soul. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. That's how you start open mic. Hey, um, so many levels of powerful words. Um, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. That, that's that's what the gift is for to give back. You know, and you're only gonna get that people is by reading the word. I don't know how spiritual. You all are, and I'm not going to test anybody. Um, spirituality, spirituality, I can't even spit it out. Spirituality, but that's what it comes from. And if you have been blessed with the gift of poetry, at least you can be able to give back. And I applaud you, Tahim, for that piece. And I'm just going to throw it out there. You don't have to use it, but I will call it the prophecy. I love it. Hmm. Um, with that means many people. Yeah. Ugh. Indeed. Everyone that's on the line, if you're calling in to sit, say what's up to our guest. Press one. We're going to open up the mic. I want to ask him for one more piece. He, he just flows so nice. <laughs> I just got to get one more out of him. One more. Okay. Just one more. <laughs> That'll work. That's fine. That'll work. Um. So he thinks that her saying no is his cue to approach the situation with brute force. You see, some men are stalkers, some demanding, some persistent, but he makes a habit out of beating and raping women, daring them to inform the authorities he's abnormally intimidating, taking any chance to enter so violently that their once delicate flower petals are left dripping with blood and contaminated semen, and though he was Raised in the ghetto like 40 ounces and revolvers on New Year's Eve, I promise he isn't the product of a broken family. Just driven by tall brown bottles filled with liquefied demons and short lines of that white. 
You see his blood is filled with Cain like Abel's hands as he embraces his brother begging for his life. And I've embraced this brother, but he places no value on anyone's life. So my man Dovaya told me he believed in court order vasectomies for deadbeat fathers, but what about those men who bother little children and rape women? I'm thinking creator ordained castration. So I asked God, make him a eunuch. Rob him of his masculinity, just like he robbed her of her uncommon 24-year-old virginity, and now she's convinced that it's her fault. Feeling all is lost because she's pregnant and doesn't want to give birth to this child who could be born with HIV. And I tell her, it's okay, just stay focused, baby. Just stay focused, baby. But in reality, I'm thinking it's hopeless, baby. See, I don't condone abortions, but neither do I support the fact that real-life situations like hers are overlooked during the presidential debates. And it matters not which side you take pro-life, pro-abortion, conservative, or liberal death, make sure you keep on an eye on those children that you do have because by the end of this poem, somewhere there'll be another sexual assault victim. See, there's one every two and a half minutes. And in the next two and a half minutes, some little boy's going to log on to World Star Hip Hop and see another video of a misogynistic rapper pouring champagne on women. And what? We still don't see it as a vicious cycle. Well, look, Ma, the talk of New York is that young bucks would own banks if they had 50 cents for every time they weren't paid attention to. That's why I pray to God that I'll always have the respect of my nephews because I can't teach them how to stunt, but I can give them the tools to successfully make it through a job interview. And since diamond-encrusted cups and colorful zoot suits don't fit into the home or the workplace, contrary to those glorified images of PIMPs, I have them holding doors, pulling out chairs, and writing resumes. And I told the elders when he was two, Laron, use all that is within you to treat every woman in your life like a queen. And you better be prepared to go to war like a king if you ever hear a man disrespect him. And see, I'm passionate about this because my three past relationships were three bad relationships, and the root cause is that they couldn't trust men because they were all once rape victims. See, the first was raped as a teen, and the first thing she says is, where's my daddy? The second, raped as an adult, and the first thought to enter her head is, where's my daddy? And the third, well, the third was just a little girl when she brought the situation to her mother's attention, and her mother told her, her mother told her, her mother told her, look, there's your new daddy, and if you want mommy to be happy, then you'll keep your mouth shut and never mention this again. Not to God, your brother, sister, teacher, guidance, counsel, even imaginary friend. So she nods him out and he turns her head the other way as her, as her daughter's been molested by her stepfather from the age of 9 to 11, and yet we'd raise about 9-11 in Columbine. Oval Office concubines and spending money to protest or protect the interests of the war must be much more important than appropriating funds to women's shelters. And so I felt the anger of each victim and waited for the judge to hand down a death sentence as I sat through the trial of this murderer, this pedophile, this rapist. But true to his natural self, he intimidated every witness and walked out of the courtroom with a swagger, bragging, not even God could judge me. And to this day, my veins bleed pain and anguish because this isn't just some sociopath on the loose, but he's a personification of the morality of our nation. Thank you. Another one. Wow. Just want to let you know that uh, we have a chat room as well, attached to the show. We have listeners on the line. The chat room absolutely loves your piece and the one before that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Thank you, chat room. <laughs> yeah, let me read some of the. He is ridiculous. I love it. I was black diamond. I was hot. Uh, that's a sad truth. 
Um, some other stuff. I loved it. Some other comments. You was killing it um, from the track that she played. Yeah, they loving you in the chat room. Yeah, and um, if the people uh, want to get in contact with you or find you, find your work, where can they find you at? Um, the, I'm on I'm on Facebook as well as Twitter, and um, it is I believe my Facebook URL is facebook.com/topics, but it's actually T A H P I C S. Um, my Twitter username is topics as well T A H P I C S. And of course, um, on um, iTunes, CD Baby, it's Tahin Jamal, um, J A M A A L versus J A M A L. Okay, thank you so much. I, I just again say thank you um, for spending time with us and doing the interview. I've been trying to um, interview you for quite a while. You can tell by the email. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> been so a while. I'm glad that you were able to come. Yeah, I, I thank, thanks again for having me. Um, anything you all need or um, any of the artists that I mentioned that you all, um, if you all are interested, I definitely reach out on your behalf as well. Um, I, I do believe I still have some of those contacts. So those are busy people, a lot busier than myself, but um, anything they can do, um, anything I can do to help, help you all out, I'd definitely be willing to do so. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm putting a bid in right now. If you can talk to <laughs> <It's long. laughs> yeah, I, I I'd love to get him. I, I'll get something to to Talam. I, I definitely I'm gonna um, shoot him an email um, tonight. I'll, I'll get something to Talam. I know he's super busy. He he's definitely always on the road, but um, he'll yeah. definitely be able to schedule something with you. Um, shouldn't take as long as mine did, but we'll, we'll get that. We'll get that done for you. Oh, and one more thing. Um, how uh, did you like your your promo um, pick that the co-host did for you? Yeah, that was nice. I, I I did I did like that a lot. I liked that a lot. It is. That was um, all right. That, that was perfect. Okay. And um and and about that pick, the the thing the thing that's interesting to me about the picture is um you know I by um by relationship I'm I'm a Christian by relationship so the fact that you know the the dove was on there on the picture. You know, being representative of, of of the Holy Spirit, that was something that was um interesting to me that that was on there as well. So, um, I I definitely like the I, I like the whole layout. You know, the way that was put together. I didn't expect that. You know, he pulled it right off my profile. So that was that was pretty pretty good. Um, I was very impressed with that. That's uh, that's yeah, that's nice. Hey, I. I didn't even design it. I'm all happy about it, girl. You did the thing. You know you're talented. Please let everybody know how they can get their promos out. They need that done. That's, that's uh, good. That's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Add a fine glass. Kind of blue. <laughs> on Facebook. Okay, we're going to open up the mic. If you have time to... Um, Stay with us for the rest of the show. You're more than welcome to. I'm sure you might have some comments and um, questions from the people that's on the line. But it's totally Perfect. up to you. Yeah, I can rock with you for the rest of the show. We're good. All right. We got a guest, though. He's going to chill with us. We're going to open up the lines. We're going to bring in um, 
Chief, you know, you can introduce him. You know, I tell his name up every time. <laughs> okay. One K, Constantine, you in the building. How you doing? Constantine, you with us? Hey. Hey. Hey, just remember, Constantine. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Constantine. She's going to forget yep. tomorrow. She's going to forget before you finish That's talking. Right. <laughs> That's okay. It takes some people a little longer, Constantine. How you doing now? You got a question for our people? Hmm. Yeah, I, I was wondering, what's the difference between slam poetry and battle raps? That's a that's a good question. Um, basically, uh, a, no, well, no, not not really. It is beyond a battle rap. Is generally just trying to showcase your lyrical skills, and um, in many times, many in in most cases, really to best your opponent in terms of, you know, just I'm I'm just I'm nicer than you, you know, I have better lyrics than you. Slam poetry on the on the other hand is really just the expression of a poem. Uh, open mic, you can take any you can pull any poem from an open mic and insert it into slam poetry. Um it's just, you know, how the how the crowd or how the judges are moved by that. So um slam poetry really isn't really about the poet per se, but it's really designed to really pr- promote the art in a way that gets those that usually aren't interested in poetry interested. So slam poetry isn't necessarily uh, a freestyle or improv. It can be something that's already pre-planned, then, basically. Exactly. And it, it normally it normally always is. The only time you have anything improv is in the event that the final round comes down to a tie and you just keep tying. You know, um, I've seen that several mm-hmm. times, and, you know, they'll just say, you have 45 seconds to come up, come up with something off the top of your head. But for the most part, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they even have haiku slams, whereas they'll slam actual haiku poems. So, oh, um, good Lord. And, that'd... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, That'd be interesting. interesting to, yeah, it is very interesting to see. But, yeah, I've, I've even seen that. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's different. If you can um, if you can find a local slam, you can get a, a 10 one, or even um, if you Google it on um, online, I'm sure they have slams on YouTube. But it's it's just so versatile in terms of the many types of slam poets you have out there. Mm-hmm. Hey, would you have, what advice would you have for me? The thing is, is for years, I every time when I write something, I have a, have a tumor, tuner melody in mind because I was a singer. I just started really doing the spoken word poetry like recently how what's how do you differentiate good poetry because you know i mean like there's some songs that sound good sung but they don't really sound very good spoken i mean how do you i don't know how do you decide on that kind of thing i mean when, when you're doing lyrics as compared to just general poetry i would probably say it's going to come down to um to your delivery of it um mm-hmm. what what i would do Personally, I, being that I, I used to really be into the in, into rap, it would be um, it would rhyme too much. It was kind of too much rhymes to, for, for my ear. Every line rhyming, but then I've heard certain poets, like the poet I mentioned, Talam A.C. He's from the same school of thought. You know, he used to rap before he did it. Every last one of his rhymes line. I'm sorry, lines rhyme. However, his his delivery behind it he's so passionate about it you don't even think about getting caught into that rhyme scheme so um what what i would try to do 
is um, I I try to insert assignments in, in into my into my poems, um, especially when I first started writing. I would do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. So um, and then what I'll do is I'll take the last words and the the last word of that line instead of rhyming the next the, the next line, I would actually take the the first word from that or something in the middle and uh-huh. just insert uh-huh. that in there. And just you know, and and that that's a very popular rhyme scheme within spoken word. But um, I didn't know it at the time. I just thought I'd try that, and I got that from actually listening to Eminem, believe it or not. But um, when I used to listen to a lot of rap, Eminem um, was as impressive as a rapper to me, not based on his content, but based on the fact that he rhymes at so many different points in the line. So you can take something that you wrote and it might look very basic. Um, Someone actually gave me a poem that they wrote, and I turned it into a spoken word piece just by changing changing the words that rhymes. And, you know, it's going to be whatever is comfortable to you. My favorite poetry actually doesn't rhyme at all. Um, Like um, Mm -hmm. Roger Bonaire and Gard, um, that's a a, a good poet. And um, Ainsley Burroughs, it's, it's free form. I wish I could write like that, but I, I really don't write like that. But um, it's really what what sounds you know what sounds good to you. And I would say I mean if you used to sing, if you have a a good voice, I'd even incorporate that in in the poetry. A lot of people do that, mm-hmm. and those that do it well is is great. So I would definitely um, I wouldn't turn away from it. I'd incorporate that. Well, I've always tried to pull off the Jim Morrison too. thing. It's hard, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, um, so 1K, you have a piece? All right, can do a piece too? Cool, man. Right, sure, I got a piece. Uh, okay. Yeah, I call this uh, The Moor, if I All may. Right. All right. The Moor, fade in. The more you know, the more you know what you do not. The more you know what you are, the more you know what you are not. The more you feel, the more you feel what you haven't felt. The more you seek justice, the more of the lack of justice will find you. The more you write, the more you will know. (laughs) What needs to be written, the more you gain, the more you will lose of the ignorance of not having. The more causes you champion, the more causes you will find needing of one. The more you write lines, well, like these, the more lines you will see that remain unwritten there can be so set us free shall we it's not just for today or the next day be free whenever you go or what muses say now that I'm thinking about the children a threadbare nation in their arms oh so full of sin What is it worth a life after life's redemption after day? All the needs, the hopes, and the dreams since. 
of the subjective wrong in the right of dawn, of each born, born in burden of the sons of men. But now tell me, what is it worth without peace? What we all see is a better world increased. Just throw your hands up. Testify it works. Just get in touch. It comes from the broad heart soul. Let's hear old wounds. Let's cure the world. Let's start to live in the light that makes shine the future bright. Forever loving brothers and sisters, it's all right. Never been killed by a few blisters on your hand, left or right. Let's love the children, teach them to understand, make a difference before the bomb falls in the land. Enough of this destruction to the powers that may be. Come on, let's fill our hearts, come on, release, breathe free. Let us take the spirit you will in charge and in your way repose. Let's take it to the house where music, joy, and the love go. Set us free. These days are going by so fast. All the war, no love is driving me mad. All that real is seems real only for visions to disappear. One minute gone, one minute. The perpetuance of time leaves here. This flower garden, it gives me peace. Compassion is what we all need. Sincerity is in the starless night. And is what I plead. So, choose now, this day, to join ranks and hands. Jump, shout with me across this broad heart land. And tell me, how much is your life worth? My friend, the stage is yours. The setting of the lights has done. And the rest of the time is yours to write your play's own end. Fade out. All right, the original poetry after dark. This is open mic segment. We're going to keep this thing moving. Thank you, 1K, for calling in. Next call mm-hmm. is 203. Two or three young men with the poetry from Shadow Blue. Hi, everyone. This is Cheyenne. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing, Cheyenne? I'm great. I'm great. You know, sitting in my hot house because it's like 85 degrees in North Carolina right now. I'm tempted to put on a (laughs) beard. I'm in Raleigh, and it's two days on hot in Raleigh. Okay, what's going on? It's like 30 degrees outside.
I really enjoyed the interview. Um, China and Deport, they never they never disappoint me <laughs> so far. <laughs> so oh, thank you. I hope we I never do. You. I hope we never do. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but I do want to read a piece, and it's actually um, when he the the piece the last piece you read actually it ties into what you were just talking about. Um, but let me read it for you, and you'll understand. It's called Silence. Um, all right. Dark night, tears streak like tar. Fear overcomes me, make this world seem dark and bleak. Dirty floors, dirty hands, dirty mattresses, dirty men. My body is mine. I convinced myself. I promise I tried. Violated. Hate leaks from my open wounds. Wanting to end his life, but would it be too soon? I taste the salt of my tears. I feel the sting of my fears. Where's my superhero with his cape? Somebody save me from this mental rape. Anguished, weak. Angry, insane, deranged. My world goes black like blood drained from my brain. Feels like shots of anger entering my veins. Anger in my heart to numb out this pain. How could he do this to me? Handcuffed me to the bed. Blindfold knotted at the back of my head. The cold air stings my body. Unclothed, alone, afraid, ashamed. Did I deserve this? To be robbed of my most special gift? To be returned back like I wasn't shit? Used, abused, delusional, confused, lost in another frame of mind, lethargic from all the tears I cried. By myself in this dark room, I closed my eyes. Inside, my soul slowly died, never to become a part of me again, never to, never again to become alive. And that's my piece. Uh-oh. I know that's right. My girl coming up in here knocking stuff over. That's what I'm talking about. That's the piece. Oh. Excuse me. Oh, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed listening to everybody. I enjoyed listening to everybody. I I contemplate every time if I'm going to spit something. And then somebody just comes into me. So. I'm glad okay, well, let me let you know now. Every time you call, just go ahead and stick. Don't even contemplate. <laughs> well, you can run that That's back right. early in the day, and I'll, call, I'll convince you then so you'll be ready at 11 o'clock. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I, I would okay. definitely um, encourage you to definitely continue because somebody needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. Um, as, as a matter of fact, Salam, one of Salam's poems that I, I like Blues of Surgeons, he was saying, you know, some closet poet here tonight needs to hear me say these things in order to finally find the courage to get up. So, you know, That's you, you right. heard something that made you go, and somebody else has, you know, picked it up for the next time. There you go. And that's, that's how it's supposed to be. So definitely we need that. Keep calling in, love. Well, I sure will. You know I'm here. <laughs> that's what's up. Um, before you go, tell the people how they can find you. Um, find me on Facebook. Um, under Facebook, I'm under Cheyenne Monique, or you can look me under my um, pen name, Black Diamond. Um, you can find me. Um, request me. I love to write. You'll see me write all day. And like if you have any questions, don't be ashamed. Don't be scared to ask. I'm I answer anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. See y'all go. Y'all get up with her. Great poet. We're gonna keep this thing moving. Bringing the next caller. Um, 
Uh, looks like somebody from Tanitown, 757. If you want to able to pull us, it's in China Blue. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? Pretty good. I was in the well, setting and they up here this early. Oh. But I'm good, I'm good. Um, this is that completely wrong. Hey. Hey. I see. Yeah. I'm a little tired, but I had to come up there and um, speak to the brother and tell him that where do he be at in um, VA? In the Hampton Road area. Hey, what's going on? Um, well, the primary venues that I used to um, perform at, some of them have kind of um, dissipated, but it will primarily be um, Fuzzy Wednesdays, which is um, hosted by the Fuzz Band in Norfolk, and also the Blue, hosted by a friend of mine, John Benz. That's um, in Hampton at Mary Helen Soul Food Restaurant. Um, I've been traveling a lot past couple of years, so it's I'm I'm here this week, but like say the past four weeks I've been in different time zones for for work and you know um usually I perform and I travel, but that's something I hadn't done in a while. But normally in in God's Tower only, that's who hosts Fuzzy Wednesdays. He's definitely been getting on me to get back out there. And normally that that's where I would go is um Fuzzy Wednesdays or or the Blue. Okay, is um uh, Fuzzy Wednesdays um on Granby Street? Yes. Yep, is that on Granby Theater on Granby Street? Yeah. Mm, I gotta check that out. Do they charge oh, to yeah. get in? It, it is a cover to get in. Um, I believe the cover is seven dollars to get in, but I can tell you it's definitely well worth it because I mean the fuzz band is is, is just an outstanding band, and then also um, there's a lot of talented performers in there. You have your um, hip hop artists, you have comedians, you have spoken word, you have great singers and everything. So you definitely enjoy yourself um, if, if you go there. That's one of the venues I, I started off in, and it's been um, it's really the longest running venue here in the area. Um, that's that's consistent. Everyone's in there, there, so I would definitely check that out. All right, that's what's up. Thank you, bro. Oh, no I just a, a good place that I can go to around here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, check them out. Well, all right. I hope you got a piece for us. Um, I'm going to do an old piece. Um, this one called My Pad Was Stolen Right In Front Of Me. That's I'm a little tired, but I'm going to get through it. My old soul is aching, but not in a philosophical way you may be thinking. Maybe it's my psycho score plummeting to the bottom of the drain, washed away like some flood victim after a hard rain. I think I need to borrow some more credit for some capital gains. The whole outlook of the world is shrinking. Profits, predicted free enterprise, war, poverty, for for monetary gains. I'm here to tell you, we are all on the same ship, titanically sinking. Now as I'm blinking, staring into the TV of make-believe useless reality series, recycling repeatedly, keeping the masses asleep, bringing dead for sure like the past history of natives and TPs stuck on mental reservation crime trails until because you brought into the American idea. I want to be a millionaire without thinking. I'm contemplating. Are we the same species or are we rejects? Skipping backwards doing the hammer dance or are we jerks wearing skin of pants cutting off all the circulation but coming brain dead? Sleepwalking, wanting a piece of American's dream. So why didn't? So why don't you carry your ass to sleep? Maybe then you can imagine what the world will be without Bill. But in the end, we are still chained to this monetary slavery. 
working nine to five. I didn't get a piece of a bus. I'm still waiting at the back of the line, just so slice. Can I just have a little slice, please? My mouth is watering, salivating. Can I just have a little taste, a tease of what it will feel like to be free without having to work my entire life? With all these new technologies, solar wind, thermal energy, a utopia, we have the capabilities. We need to make this a reality against intolerant disease, poverty. But nope, it won't happen, not on his watch, Mr. Greed. The truth is, our world is a toy story. Waking up in the morning with a hard witty. Skateboarding, flipping out, catching an ollie. No hands, mom, see? I was dumpster diving, trying to make ends meet together, dang it. We're not in Kansas anymore. Don't want to go there because the science of evolution is lying. We are all divided. Money, politics, religion, and science. Palestine shooting rockets because the prophets laid in Jacob the jeweler's pockets. And the dollar slammed into Wall Street, crashing the stock market. Silent malice, robotic, senseless nonsense. We are prophets. Unable to form cast a future speeding doing 100 miles an hour on a dead-end street on a crotch rocket. So do you hit the bricks or do you hit the gas? I don't need an answer right now. I'll pass. Because it's just it's just two minutes speaking a lot of hearsay, hypocrisies and cliches, listening to all these dollar games from lanes. Now, who is to blame? My power stolen right in front of me. Damn thieves, they got me. When I thought I was helping this society with Jesus' blessing, on the back of the dollar I was reading, and God we trust. So I went to Maury Povich to see if money was the father of this country or with a paternity test say, we are all fatherless. And that's my piece. We are all fathers. Wow. That's that piece. That's that piece. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I need to go ahead and recycle the mic real quick, for real. Appreciate you calling in and doing your thing and um, talking to our guests. Appreciate you spending the night with us. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's what's up, y'all. Um, we're gonna keep this thing rolling. We show on time. Thirty minutes left in the show. The next caller we have um will be seven eight six. You on air with the poet this in China Blue. How are you doing, Poet? This is D C the Voice of Reason. What's going on? D C hey, what <laughs> What's going on? Um, I wanna say that the uh the poet that you have on the show was uh phenomenal. I love what he has to say. I love his his vision and his words and and how he presents his poetry. He's very well seasoned, and I was really in a lot of his work. So I commend him for his work. Thanks. I I, I appreciate that. Sincerely, um, um, you know, any anybody sees any type of light in me, I definitely do appreciate that. Yeah, and um. The irony of it is, is uh, you have a lot of spiritual undertones in your work, and I have a lot of that in mind, which you're going to see in a second. And um, I'm really hard on poets, and when I listen to poetry, because a lot of people don't realize poetry is a mystery, and when I listen to people, what people speak in the atmosphere, I really go in deeper than what's on the surface. So when I was listening to you, I was really into what you were saying because you said a lot of powerful words that I could appreciate. So, really good work, really good work. Um, I'm, I'm about to do this piece I've done before on the show, so hope y'all like it. I'm gonna do this one. It's called uh, 
Children of the Gay Romans about a poem about um, uh, seeing beyond your circumstances. You know what I'm saying? So here we go. I was shot long before I could ever commit to the healing. Because hollow points don't have souls. Starstruck with dying to stay alive. And failures are fertilized with tears that are covered by blankets of gun smoke. And death is choked by the hands of circumstance to the sequel of regret. And all this happens even before the sun sets. So success confessed that it kept my reality lying. It was like a comedian man, a mortician. I had to laugh to keep from crying because even though I was trying, I was failing. Homeschool with adversity that taught me lessons with questions that went unanswered. I felt like a cancer that needed a zodiac to belong to, a star that needed a sky to belong to, a soul that needed a peace of mind to belong to. So I kept switching dealers because I hated the hands I was dealt. Not knowing my wealth was dictated by my worth. And to make matters worse, my tongue was cursed with the cost of negligence that almost killed my unborn seeds. Leaving me to raise this bastard child of reality as a commodity with no investors. And this thing called life was paid to test us. And dreams were boxed up and put on shelves for rainy days that never come. And truth be told, these ghettos only exist in a state of mind that could easily change area codes. Because freedom was sold with the vision with no glasses. So for my own protection, I went God's direction, expecting a harvest that could feed nations under one God and one statement. Cheat death by speaking life into one that's not promised. Cheat death by speaking life into one that's not promised. I said cheat death by speaking life into one that's not promised. I told life that love made it easy to deal with. But I'm so sick of excuses, cooked and promises just so we can digest it. And my gauge of anger is always tested within these city limits of race of one color with different shades. Hating to love how I was raised. Unfazed by drive-bys because that's how I keep track of time. Deaths divided by crimes. And it's only a matter of time when pissy hallways will only convict those who choose to ignore the stench. And I resent the fact that my lies are the only thing that made my reality make sense. And I'm convinced that love don't love me the way it used to. Because I ain't seen God in days. And even though I pray for better days, I'm tired of fighting. And tired of writing about one day we shall overcome. When my heart become useless to a heart that has nothing to listen to. But faith made my third eye more visible. Resurrecting hopes of changing my ghettos to condos. Allowing my nose to smell salvation without getting a chance to taste it. Accusing my heart of being racist. Because let's face it, covering a wound with a band-aid don't mean that it's healing. Because resentment ain't user-friendly. Because freedom attempted to buy peace and it's still on their way. So I looked at brighter days straight in the face without taking over for an answer, to cancel out these egos that chose to ease God out, because even though I haven't seen God in days, I still know he's on his way. Even though I haven't seen God in days, I still know he's on his way. Even though I haven't seen God in days, I still know he's on his way. And that's that piece. The voice, D.C., oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Brother, tell us how they can find it. 
Um, David Crouch, uh, that's C-R-O-U-C-H, uh, D.C., the voice of reason all together. So that's how you can find me on Facebook. Wake up with Appreciate, you, Appreciate you calling in. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, she she has she has that voice, one of those <laughs> natural voices that, that that can move you. Yeah, uh-huh. indeed. Man. All right, people. Twenty four minutes left in the show. We're gonna keep this thing rolling. The next caller we have is two one six. Two one six you're on the air with the poets in China Blue. Yes, hi everybody. I'm so um enthralled in listening. I I didn't realize I was up next. But I want to thank him for, you know, uh, being a young man with a wonderful message and a, a wonderful concept. And I'm going to put um, a link into the uh, chat room that um, is going to go with my with my uh, prose that I'm about to read. And um, I was trying to sit here and think of the difference between a slam poet and a, uh, with the other one that he was saying. And I was thinking that maybe one was... Uh, Speaking hard words mean, and the other one would be speaking words that you mean hard. <laughs> hmm. So that was my take from that. But the uh, the poem I want to read is called, it's actually a prose, and it's called To the Youth of the 21st Century. And it goes like this. The under-30 crowd needs to check the over-40 crowd. What kind of mess are they leaving these struggling young folks in? Still teaching them that materialism and hedonism and egotism is the order of the day. Never taking up the cause. Yeah, party over here, shake your booty, spend your money on some Gucci. And never forget to blame the youth. Tell them lies about being good. Tell them to go to college and go to church. Then you'll get a good job and you won't be beat down or go to one of those new prisons they are building for you. You teach them to ignore facts and speak only opinions, opinions like, remember, boys and girls, all authorities are not bad. I remember even as a burn victim in the middle of my pain, I remember the firemen pushing up on me. I felt so vulnerable, I couldn't even talk. Memories that override the pain. The point is they take advantage of the vulnerable. So why mention the few that might be good? That causes the youth to let their guards down like they did with the pedophile priest. And people never rose up, pretending things were normal. It keeps children in the way of harm. Basically, no one wants to leave their comfort zone. How many hangings and killings and abuse of authority will the masses contend with before the truth is owned? Younger ones watching the older ones passing down those step-and-fetched messages. Cowards blaming the youth when they should be asking the youth for forgiveness for dropping the ball. But instead they drop opinions, ignoring facts, and they blame the youth for acting like they act. This generation is left out in the cold, trying to survive a new war with outdated ammunition. This is to my young people. I love you. I will never give up on you, but do not amuse yourself to death. Find your serious side in serious times. 
take care of your business, and then have fun. This environment is not friendly. Organize survival groups. Learn to ignore the losers. Use your wisdom and intuition and pay attention to details and know your enemy. Do not react to buzzwords. Know what buzzwords are. We shall talk on that later. Oh, and never, ever disrespect the givers of life, your mothers, sisters, or your wives. Even if she's the worst woman you've ever seen, never rape or delight in others pulling trains. Take your rightful place as leaders and remember, most of your roads were paved by slaves. Slaves who could barely read, and if they could read at all, not much has changed, and some knowledge was even lost. You need to know how to plant and grow. Entrepreneurship is what you need to know. Okay, okay, we shall talk about that later. Love, love, love. No ego, no heroism, no materialism. Remember, do not humor yourself to death. Love, Mama. And what I posted in the chat room is um, a link. This is a new way to um, grow, uh, have your fish and your vegetables all in one. And I put the, uh, you can use this uh, this method uh, other than using soil. And uh, it's a lot of people are going into it now. And uh, I just want to put that out there so everybody that sees that in the chat room can uh, copy that and uh, do some research on it. It's a, a simple and easier way. Since Monsanto has altered all our seeds and we don't have enough land to really um, and soil to really uh, take back our choices of, of planting and growing, this is a new way to plant and grow and have your fish and everything at the same time. It's called hydroponics, and I put that cha- uh, link into the chat room so everybody can uh, copy that. And um, that's about all I have to give you today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much for Always dropping jewels, bringing that peace, love, and wisdom. The queen of Yes. I concur. Thank you so much, Mama, for calling in. We do appreciate your presence, and thank you for hanging out with us in chat. Um, right now, we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to be right back. Uh, we're going to come back. We'll call it 832-541, and I believe 786 is put the hand back up. I will be um, reciting the piece tonight as well. If we run out of time during the air show, we will pull the rest of the callers and archive. You still will be heard in the recorded session. We'll be right back. This is the original poetry after Daria Spotlight to Heen Jamal. This is the open mic segment.
Look at the clock. It's time for poetry after dark. With deep poetess in China Blue. And you too. Time to unwind your mind and let poetry of the dark set off that spark in your muse. Deep poetess in China spread nothing but poetic fire all throughout the matrix to get you caught up in the poetic vortex. It ain't hard to get to. You know the digits to call. Whether you want a street, hardcore, erotic, or even conscious, they got it all. You ain't gotta sit in the dark on poetry night. All poets get their time to shine on open mic. Tuesday and Friday night, you know what to do. Tell the poetess in China Blue that Diamond J sent you. The original poetry after dark, Spotlight to Henry Jamal. Thank you all again for tuning in tonight um, in the chat room, those of you listening to Facebook. Uh, the lineup we have is um, 832-541-786 and 513. Again, uh, we probably won't have time for everyone to be on the live show, but we will have you in our archives, and you still will be heard through the archives. So not to worry. I'm going to um, do this piece real quick, and then I'm going to go ahead and bring in 832. This piece is titled, You Can't Break My Face. He works in mysterious ways. The prominent value of his calling offsets all deceitful things. Does away with outrageous false claims. It is his power of domain and all yours to claim. People seem to think they have it down to a science. No, it's the self-defiance, leaning towards your own reliance. Then, why is the word miracle in your vocabulary? Beware because results may vary. He controls the life and death in each and every breath. In this life, we take steps and... When we fall down, we seek help. In the darkest hours, when there's no one left, you look up in the sky where you look where you can see no lies. The promises he stands on, and if you know him, it's a hands-on position. The only addition to the life of remission and the grace of the vision, he is on his throne, and he never leaves us alone. So why do we feed into the negativity of this world? He told us to live by the Spirit and walk by it too. So when the times come for the dismay, you will seek the word and obey. The devil is a liar, and he fuels off all, and he fuels off just like a fire. He has his demons for hire, and the death is what he acquires. Be it so, bear only good fruit. Drink, but don't dilute the truth. Is that very thing that sets us free? He is the tree, and he, he is the tree, and we are the branches. He is the one that gives us second and third and fourth chances for the blood of Jesus. We have salvation. Was saved from damnation, and who said we wouldn't miss to someone's plantation? Who said we were meant to lack education? Who said it? And just because they said it, don't make it true. Ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Then try to walk a mile in his shoes. You can't break my faith. He told me that, that he would never forsake. Not today, not tomorrow. So when man can't understand or bring it to terms for you, rely on his word and he will definitely confirm. And that's that piece. Yeah, I was on that. You like that. Thank you, Chief. Thank you, thank you. Always I was, I was not gonna come out with that, but I changed the format up. I'm gonna bring in the next call so you can keep the same rolling. Eight three two, you're on the air with the poetess in China Blue. Hey, what's going on? It's Keith. Hey, Keith. Thank you for calling. 
Yeah, it's a hot show, hot interview, and uh, Jaheim, brother, your work is dope, man. of empty hearts, the crowd in the room, the muffled sound from the outside echoes the tomb, but I'm cool, I'm gone now, I finally met my demise, but what perplexes me is, what perplexes me is I still hear the hatred from those with the voice box of the beast, those that I had confrontation with, and those with the cowardly yellow streaks down the back who were too intimidated to say what they wanted to while I was alive. I hear the voices of the scantily clad women that raped me. Raped me of my dignity and trust for those with good intention. Those that I couldn't see while I had my eyes wide shut, blinded by the insecurities within myself. While trying my best to remain peacefully at rest, the decision is haunting me whether or not I should ask to be resurrected. Then, I hear the voice of those with good intention. Of those that wanted to show me boundless love but, did, but didn't while watching me thriving in pain and destitution from being alone and needing the affection they had to give the whole time. So, what do I do? See my parents sitting in the front row with torn souls wondering, how do you bury your own child? My children sitting beside and die of frustration wondering what's next to come of all this because I'm all they know. The only thing I have to be buried with is my pet. My illogical tool, being that I wrote my own eulogy. To the resurrection of empty hearts, the crowd in the room, the muffled sound from the outside echoes the tomb. But I'm cool. I can sleep now. And that's that base. Distracted. That's very well done. Because <laughs> I've been lost. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> Tell the people how they can find the keys. Hi, hey, find me Facebook, Keith Williams. All day I'm there. You send me requests and I got you. Yeah, what's yeah. Connect with him, y'all. He's yeah. a beast. <laughs> Izzy, I love his work. He does a great job. All right, guys, five minutes left in the show. We're going to put one more call, and then we're going to do our closing. And then everyone else that's on the line, we're going to pull you into the archives. So do not hang up. We still want to hear from you. Okay. So 541 is the next caller. You're on air with the pause with Santa Blue. What's up, ladies? It's Leslie. I had a call. (laughs) Hey, thank you, thank you. I was, like, half awake, but I'm, like, I have to come and support these ladies. But you guys have an amazing show, an amazing platform, and um, it's much needed. Um, as for me, just in case anybody's lost, I am the poet formerly known as Miss Cap. <clears throat> but, yes, right. I am. I was about to say, hey, Pamela, but I didn't want you to say no, it's less. I didn't even want you to correct me, so I didn't even say nothing. See, I didn't say nothing. 
And I was just <laughs> yes. aware that she I actually changed her name. Okay. I was trying to help people with the transition. Um, it's a little different, but yeah, I was born with this name, so I'm gonna stick with it. But um, the piece I'm gonna stick because I know we don't have much time is um, this is four, and it's a piece I wrote today. So here okay. goes. This is for every time I dropped my pen because I was too angry and I was trying to spare my feelings. For every time my hand wanted to slap a bitch but refrained. This is for every time I wanted to say how I felt, yet the words wouldn't come out. This is for everyone who tried to hold me back and thought I wouldn't keep moving while they fell back or vanished completely. This is for depression that slowly keeps trying to kill me, not this year, but this is for every time I wanted to destroy my flesh with box cutter precision and didn't. Fuck it. This is for the sun that continually shines even when I don't. This is for emotions I don't deal with. Feelings I try to hide. This is for every time someone spoke over me, silenced me, forgot me, and didn't understand me. This is for the speed bumps. Five dollars in my pocket cross-country adventure. This is for me, not you or him or her. This is for finally being okay enough to live outside myself, never ever to be that woman who can't say how I truly feel and mean it. This is for today, because tomorrow isn't here yet, so why worry? This is my life today. I will embrace it. And that's that piece. Leslie, y'all. I, I got you. Leslie, y'all. Oh, man. Slap a bitch. Like, slap somebody up in this car. You know what I'm saying? Back up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling in. Uh, we appreciate you supporting us still. It's been a bummy yeah. ride. We appreciate everyone that still supports us. No problem. Right. You ladies are doing it big. Keep moving. So... <laughs> Thanks. Much love to you, baby. Much love. Indeed. All right, Chief, you already know what time it is. At this. <laughs> you know what we got to do at this time. We ain't doing it. We got to do it. say goodbye. Okay, go. <laughs> hmm. All right. Um. Exercising. Don't forget Friday we got men's night. Fellas, come out. Rest for the fellas. Do y'all thing. Y'all always have the mic, but make sure y'all do it Friday, 11 p.m. Same time, always. Ladies, if you're coming with a piece, please remember that the piece must cater to the men. Same rules apply like ladies' night. For the men, we want to make them feel good when it's over. I have to make sure that I said that. They want to feel good when you're done. And some of the ladies won't even have a problem with that, you know. <laughs> Just pull out that erotic piece. Y'all know what to do. We're going to party it up. You know, everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Happy okay. birthday to Mama O. Celebrate her anniversary of her 21st birthday. Yeah, I had to 
And that's that piece. Y'all getting the archives and start going hard. Let me find out. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Next one we have will be 513. 513. It's Romeo D. Natty. How you do, Portis? China Blue. China Blue. Portis. Slow at it. just came from a show tonight. Oh, so, so y'all still should be hype right now. Can I hear from Slow Attic too? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get Slow Attic to spin. Hold on, here she go. Come on, Flow. Hey, ladies, what's going on, sister? Hey, hey sister, queen. Queen. glad to hear from you. Yeah, I ain't heard from y'all in a while. I've been missing y'all, sisters. Okay, we miss you, so we girl. wondering how you joining the party. Okay, I'll join the party. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, all right. Alright, I just feel like you just deboed me, so I'm gonna join the party real quick. <laughs> it's, it's called um Willie Lynch's of the World. Uh-huh. I've been divided and digested by the world's womb. A daily consumption of mishaps and malfunctions. Standing still while the Willie Lynch's of the world push my buttons. They keep me on rewind so my story repeats a thousand times. They keep me on rewind so my story repeats a thousand times. With no answers to the question why. But I continue to strive. I can't help but to try. Survival of the fittest so I exercise my mind. Because I... I won't let them define who it is I will be. So I stay on my ground while the media feeds me, creating false images for me to believe. But then, then they want to question my slave mentality. And the world smiles at my defeat. Judge because I march to be free. Shun because I think differently. And then laugh. Ha, ha, ha. When I start to bleed. Then throw it up in my face, the concept of a dream. But how can I when they've given me nothing to see, with the exception of the negativity that's shown on TV? A society that prospers off my damn misery by convincing me that my wants are my needs and that my needs are just a refraction of my reality. So rather than stand before you hold, there's pieces of me for you to see. Regurgitate it, the world spits me out again. And I wonder, would the story ever end? Can society ever make a man, or will it continue to haunt me for the things that I did? Because some things didn't have anything to do with me. Those were, those were just a reflection of my ignorance for not knowing my history. So does that entitle the world to eat me? I asked the question, what, what did I do wrong? Didn't I lift my voice when they were singing their song? It wasn't it y'all who gave me the right to bear arms, but now you want to display me like an animal when I do harm? This has been a delicate consumption of mishaps and malfunctions. I stand still while the Willie Lynches of the world push my buttons. The Willie Lynches who don't understand what I fucking get mad and push back. That's that piece. Mm, 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 that's thank you, ladies. Thank you. Indeed. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Queen. Thank you, Queen. Hold on. <laughs> Back to Romeo Donati, y'all. <laughs> yeah. If I want to bring that out, I would just come and tell, you know, say y'all have a wonderful show. I enjoy y'all ladies very much. I just want to give my praises to y'all. Oh, well, we appreciate the praises. Thank you. Thank you. 
We ladies said what's up, Romeo. What's up, y'all? What's up? She's on the line. Actually, um, lady, you can speak to you are the next poet. Hello. Hi, everybody. Can you hear me? Hey. Okay. So you can hear me. Yeah, she she talks to Romeo. Hi, Romeo. (laughs) Wherefore I tell Romeo? (laughs) Okay, here we go. I have a piece. It was actually, I was uh, going through some old poems transferring over from my PC to my Mac and I came across one that I don't even remember writing but the funny thing is um, I was in chat the other night last night as a matter of fact and it took a turn to a spiritual um, it just took a very spiritual turn and I ended up crying I mean, like, boohoo crying last night. So then I came across this poem called Meditation. And, you know, there's a piece that you vaguely remember writing, and you're like, oh, my goodness, you know, I wonder where I was when I wrote that. And I didn't time stamp it, which really bothers me because I don't, you know, if I would have had the time stamp, I would know exactly what I was going through at the moment that I wrote it. But here goes. This is my meditation. I come to you in my quiet place where there's only you and I. I'm a sinner in desperate need of your grace. This truth I can't deny. Please forgive me of all my transgressions. Refine me from deep within. Elide my wanting for material possessions. Breathe new life in me as each day begins. Awaken in me a willing spirit. Make me conscious of all your ways. Let me shout so the whole world can hear it as I praise you the rest of my days. Your divinity is implicit. I know you're in total control. Your love is unchanging and explicit. Your word strengthens me and feeds my soul. Help me suppress feelings of bitterness and rage and allow you to work in my life. The Bible is more than just words on a page. You're more than just refuge in times of strife. You are the creator of my existence. You are the omnipotent father of all. You demand my wholehearted commitment but you lift me each time that I fall. My life was predestined since conception. Your hands have directed my path. Walking with you gives me new perception of love, mercy, judgment, even wrath. In paradise, there shall be no tears and pain. Darkness, there too, shall be none. To live for Christ, to, to live as Christ, to die is gain. Will I hear you say, well done? Dear Lord, please hear my earnest plea and answer my heartfelt prayer. Help me keep my sights set on heaven so I may dwell in eternity with you there. And peace. All right. And that's what it is. Unless my chief's getting back on the mic, I mean, not back on the mic, but getting on the mic, actually, we're going to go ahead and close the show. Thank everyone to call again. Uh, yeah, I'll be. Are you going to say it? Okay, okay. So we step back. Come on. Dearly departed, we are gathered here today to mourn the day that our eyes of a beauty passed away. 
she accepts that she accepted him. And although she's cried and lied and died in her soul, she kept digesting him. He's not right. She sees what's left in him. He's a victim of circumstance. She's sure a life of hell and jail and bail wasn't really in his plan. She's a victim of life herself, and her eyes are broken pieces. Now she's on the wall so tall she can barely catch her breath. It's not ideal, but it feels a lot like love. Ashes to ashes, flashes to flashes, her two-edged sword, passion for passion. There are no sirens. She cries in silence, seen wounded bodies, domestic violence. She's strong as iron, so they can't reach her. Her anger makes it burn slow, a lot like ether. He keeps his distance, but wants her close. She on some bullshit. He does the most. He wants to use her up, take her for granted, kidnap her future. He knows she planned it. He makes her weak, and she can't stand it. Her eyes are apple green. She wants the love she sees, so she accepts him. Her soul digests him. She's fading fast, and sees no rescue. Her final breath, a lot like death, a closed casket, release a dove. She's gone forever, a lot like love. Well, all right, see. Have you posted that up yet? Yeah, it was posted up way a long time ago. <laughs> I got to dig in your stuff because I would like to that read that. That was that was high. I want three say that was high. We back on milk. No, I want, we want to hear from you. You can spit for open mic. You can't spit for our open mic. I can spit for our open mic. I was on the road driving, but hold on, hold on. Yeah, pull over, baby. Come on. Was y'all ready? Pull over. Yeah. All right. This piece is titled The Way You Make Me Feel. I ask that you lend me your ears so I can touch your mind, feel your heart, and enter to your soul with my thoughts. Time and time again. I'm anticipating when I can be with you. When I can look at the I believe we lost him. Please, can you still hear me? Yeah, I'm here. I was just wondering the same thing. Like, uh, was it me? And no, because we're not on air, we're just in archive. He will not be able to call back in. So unfortunately, we won't get to hear the end of his piece. Oh, that's that T-Mobile. That's that T-Mobile BS. Only got T-Mobile armor. Anyway, you know what? I might be able. I might be able. I don't know if they're gonna let me do this, but I might be able to call. I don't know how live my switchboard is. That would be neat if I could do that. Hmm. You know that feature they give us to download? They give us a feature to download. I mean, you should use it. See if it works. (laughs) This will be interesting. That is interesting. You really call him? (laughs) We're going to call him back. Can y'all oh, hear that? Hello. Hello, Mel Yeah, yeah. What happened? 
Yeah, we call you back. back. That's what's up. Uh, oh, oh, the show. Oh, this still the show? Yeah. Oh, y'all can call people. Oh, call oh damn, y'all okay. call me. We can't give up on you, Daddy. You can. That's crazy. So we we want you to finish that piece. Get his phone hung up again. We're not calling him back. I know, right? After doing all that. Well, at least we know we have that. Thank you all for hanging with us. It was another moment yes. of TAD here. Yes. We appreciate you all. Um, big shout out to Tahini Jamal for chilling with us. Um, until the next time, we will be back on the air Friday for the men's night. And the man gonna do all you know, all that good stuff. Mm, I can't wait. And also, next week we're gonna be airing on a non scheduled day, which is Monday for my birthday day hey. on the airwaves. Right. So we're gonna get it in something serious with the poets. It's gonna be nothing but straight open mic, so definitely get your pieces and let's rock this thing. So the next mm-hmm. time, the poetess, China Blue. We're signing out. It's time to say goodbye for now We'll have our second time around But before you go Things I wouldn't see. There's a stronger force behind the scenes. He's in our lives every day. He's right there when we call.